Some teams are hard to beat, some teams you know you're gonna flog. Some days the ground is hard, some days you're playing in a bog. You check your tips, your dream team, then you read your favourite blog. That's why you're listening to Dan and Miles' pod. You sprint to get the ball, but when you're chasing, you just jog. The spearhead kicks a goal and then the cheers could raise the flog. And if you're best on ground, then everybody calls you Bob. That's why you're listening to Dad and Mom's podcast. Dad and Mom's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dad and Mog Footy Pod. I'm Dad. And I'm not Mog. But I am Mog. Doesn't Ashley have like a beautiful radio voice? I get it from my father. <laughs> so easy to record. Uh, we're Dad and Mog plus Mum of Mog. Mum of Mog tonight. Uh, how are we going, Molly? How are you? I'm good. A bit sore after your first game in the weekend. I'm not sure if it was from that, but I'm sore. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty bad. Um, and Ashley. Yes. You're now a footy player as well? Apparently so. <laughs> so after your first week of training? Yes. I think I injured myself in two training sessions. Injured yourself. Yes. So at the top of our running list, I've just got footy, footy, footy. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's what I... It's like the family's finally caught up to me. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot of footy. It's the path of least resistance. <laughs> During the week, um, on the weekends. So... From the Flemington Football Club, we have... Mog. And from the West Footscray Football Club, we have... Mum of Mog. So, Mogs, you had your first game uh, for points on the weekend. Yeah. Against West Footscray. Mm-hmm. How'd you go? Oh, we went really, really well, I think. Um, what was the final score? 51 to... Uh, 68 to 19. Oh, 68 to 19. Okay. Yeah, well, I kicked four goals... Um, I think a couple of my friends kicked three and a couple of my friends kicked one. Um, what were the standout kind of, what are the things that stood out in the game that you were proud of as far as your team goes? Just working together, I reckon. Mm. Because a lot of us really want the ball, but when we get it, we're not sure what to do with it. (laughs) No one's selfish. No one's selfish, Yeah, it's no. always looking to share, I think. Yeah. Um, a bit like the Richmond forwards. Yeah. Oh, too much. <laughs> what do you think um, gave your team an advantage over over West Footscray on the weekend? Well, one, we've played more, but two, I reckon we were, we were just really good at getting it out of the middle. Yeah. I thought we were really quick and, like... Well, our Ruckman's really tall. Ruckwoman. <laughs> um, ruck. Or just a ruck. Just a ruck, yeah. Um, yeah. You've got a bit of height in the team. Looking When I sort of was um, looking at both teams lined up, there are a number of your players that sort of towered over the others, <laughs> um, which I guess is a good advantage. Yes, it is. They did come back in... After halftime, it was, they kicked three goals to your two. Yes, but so there you go. Mogs, you kicked four sausage rolls. Did you have a favourite out of the four? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Like this is the complete opposite to Jack Higgins. I was over the moon. Uh, just got the win and kicked two snags. And can we just speak to your lovely mother for a bit? So you've joined. I have. 
the... Uh, the West Footscray Roosters women's team, which is a brand new team this year. Awesome. Uh, so, you haven't played yet. You've just no. been training. But uh, how's it been uh, fitting in with, I guess, a new group and a new, a new sport? Yeah, um, it's been great. My boss will tell you um, that before the first session last week on Tuesday, I was just about um, vomiting with nerves. Hello, Mary, if you're listening. Yep. Um, And I kept getting hot sweats (laughs) through the day thinking about going to training. And I think part of it was just trying a new thing and being Mm. going out of my comfort zone and and stuff. And I I feel like because I've been working for a while, like quite a few months now in the gym, getting fit, not necessarily for this purpose. This was actually quite a last minute decision. But um, I felt like I've been getting pretty fit and um, there's nothing like shuttle run sprints to <laughs> pr- prove to yourself that you're not fit at all. <laughs> <laughs> there's different types of fitness. Um, so, you don't know when you're going to play your first game. because no. There's a big squad, but you'll definitely get a no, run. No, there's like 45 yeah. women in the squad. So, it's yeah. very much a rotating roster. Of- training it's and great it's, it's, and it's like great, after yeah. my first session it was um everyone invited me down to the pub for dinner afterwards which was a very nice way to be initiated into Absolutely. the team now i've got some questions for you both you both mm-hmm. kind of starting your footy careers at the same time mother daughter so i'm gonna ask the question for you and then the same question for you ash what are you loving the most it's only true two training sessions but um you're obviously loving it. So, what are you loving the most about being part of a footy club at the moment? Um, I am loving the feeling of being part of something really local and mm. um, being welcomed in um, so warmly. I think that's that's the thing that has stood out to me so far with the Roosters. And also, I've sort of rocked up to a couple of training sessions. And then on the weekend when the girls played, because the girls played down at... Um, Shorten Reserve as well in West Footscray. I just was able to wander up to the group of women players and they knew who I was and they remembered my name and um, they're just super encouraging. Molly, back to you. What are you loving the most about playing footy at the moment? Um, Playing and training with my friends and like them and I, is that? Yeah, us, we. All of us. (laughs) And yeah, we're actually being serious about it and not mucking around as much as we were pre-season. Yeah. Um, Ash, what are you finding challenging at the moment? I think, like I said before, um, like I think my, not to toot my own trumpet or anything, but I, my skills aren't too bad. Like I can kick pretty straight, pretty I can kick pretty long and I can handball and whatever. But um, it's definitely the speed thing. Mm. It's the sprinting and the being able to really, um, yeah, I don't know, be able to get in front of other players and whatever, be competitive in that way. Um, my fitness is going to have to improve dramatically for me to feel confident yep. there. And Mogs, what, anything you're finding challenging? I think the warm-up before the game yep. is hard because we're doing lots of sprinting and I kind of get, Tired that's before fair. the match, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, now, Ash, any great nicknames at your club? Yes, there are a few. Yep. Um, 
there was a slightly embarrassing story from <laughs> this week when I thought that one of the players whose nickname is Pipes, yep. I thought that her surname was Piper. Fair assumption. And she looks a little bit like somebody else that I know whose surname is Piper. Yep. And so I said, is that your sister? And she's like, um, no, <laughs> because oh, yeah. my name's nickname is Pipes because I play the bagpipes. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, there's also Bulldog. Yep. And do we know why? Because she's a little bulldog and she gets <laughs> okay, in there. Yep, yep. There's Giggles for the obvious reason. <laughs> because she, she laughs, laughs a lot. A lot. Yeah, cool. Love it. <laughs> um, well, because sometimes you might give the ultra serious person the nickname Giggles. No, 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 no. It's Not like little state in the bleeding obvious. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's Cuz. Cuz. Who's the coach? Is his name Cousins? Um, Curry. Curry, Cuz. Yeah. Yep. Yep. His name is Curry. His surname. His surname. <laughs> Everyone has a nickname and I'm still learning them. And Mogs, any great nicknames at your club? I'm Schmog. Schmog. How did that come about? Um, well... Schmoigel, remember Schmoigel yes. from Friday Night Dinner? I do. Friday Night Dinner shout out for anyone who loves that show. It is called a Schmoigel. 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 I kept saying it and then one of my friends Nick like gave me a nickname of Schmog. The Dad and Schmog pod. Uh there's Ranger. <laughs> now let's point out that this person with red hair. Gave herself that yes. name, yes. <laughs> um, Speedo, because she's really fast. The bleeding obvious again, yeah. love it. Yeah. I used to be called uh, Johnny C, which just turned into C. I think at the moment my nickname would be Saw Quads McGee. <laughs> Saw Quads McGee, I like it. <laughs> Sunday morning before your game, Mog, uh, we woke up early, put the TV on. Because you're on um, ABC Me, what's yep. the show called? News to Me. And we've spoken about this on the podcast already, but we thought we'd just share. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Soren poke his head around the corner. He was like <laughs> stretching. But we thought we'd just share a few little snippets from that. AFLW star Emma Carney. I mean, I knew these girls were being trained by the best, but not the best and fairest player in the league. Well, it's your lucky day, Grace. I heard that you love Pilates, so you should be fine with this. Emma's amazing. Emma's the best coach. She makes training super fun. What is it about coaching that you love? Oh, I just love coaching because they're so enthusiastic and they just want to learn so much about the game. And if you would like to uh, see that, we'll share the link on our um, Twitter page, Facebook page, Insta, all of those things. Our dog's here with his jacket and he's bumping into things because he can't feel him, his bum. <laughs> he's, he's, when our dog gets his winter like jacket we put on him, he suddenly can't tell where he fits and he's trying to, he's bumping into everything. Um, so, yes, uh, you can also look on iView, uh, check up. Check out news to me, and you'll oh see Morgan her teammates and coach Emma no. Carney. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is t- the dad, Mog, Ash, and Dog. That rhymes. Podcast at the moment. Look, we're going to take a break. Thanks for joining us. It was good to chat um, a bit about your burgeoning. No, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> About your um, burgoining, burgoining, <laughs> uh, hopefully not burn groining, um, footy career. Um, 
onwards and upwards. We can't wait till you play your first game. Yes, I'm very nervous and vomit-induced about it. <laughs> uh, we're going to be back with a few other topics, um, which we think are really bloody interesting. Excellent. Goodbye. And goodbye. Footy fans and footy supporters. Footy dads and football daughters. We love our great game. Brisbane chin or shin. And our footy fan profiles will begin. I barrack for Geelong, and I came to barrack for Geelong not so much because of parents, like a lot of other people, but uh, more so uh, because that's where I grew up. However, I was not born there. Um, I was born in Sydney, and uh, in the, in the uh, at the time in the late eight, mid to late eighties, at a time when my parents and extended family were not. Um, uh, followers of the great game of Australian rules, but at the age of three, uh, my parents moved to Geelong with me. And so I guess I barracked for Geelong because of the school kids I grew up with um, at kindergarten and early primary school, who almost exclusively barracked for Geelong as well. Hard to pin down my first memory, but I have a couple that probably are all in the, in the bags. One of my first memories was certainly the 1991 Grand Final, um, which Geelong was not participating in, but I do remember having a vague recollection of, of Hawthorne playing West Coast when I was away on holidays being on TV. In terms of the Cats, certainly at probably the age of about five or six, so probably 92, we, we lived in Geelong, as I've said, and one thing which probably brought me to the footy and even my parents and family to the football was the old open the gates at three-quarter time. And I remember on multiple occasions um, walking down to Keatinger Park for a quarter of football, which probably was enough for me at that age, and standing in the outer, sort of, you know, weaving our way in at three-quarter time, you know, trying to be boosted onto shoulders or whatever it might be to get a bit of a view. I think it would have been probably at the city end of Pivnia Park and, you know, peering down it to full forward and hopefully, you know, Gary Ablett was in the square for us um, and hopefully the Cats are up at three-quarter time and we could see a lot of goals coming our way in the last quarter. First favourite player would have to be, in my class at school, the same answer for everyone. So the, the biggest name in Geelong, the biggest name at my at my primary school was, of course, Gary Ablett Senior. Everyone had five on their back at school. Everyone wore the hoops. And I even remember, like, I used to, you know, my artwork in, my, in art class would generally involve blue and white stripes and a number five in there somewhere. There was no other, there was no bigger name or more common name in conversations at any on any topic really um, for me and my mates growing up in, in that era. My current favourite player, I probably have to go with two, um, and that's probably because in my my adult years, I've I've had a bit of a liking for two types of players, and it's they're at contrasting ends of the spectrum. So on one hand, um, the fluky half forward has always been a favourite of mine, um, and at the other end. Uh, the real nuggety back pocket plumber style. So at the moment, uh, for me, 
Daniel Menzel. Um, and at the other end, just as much, I love Jed Buse. And he's just the most nuggety, rugged, bare bones type player. But um, they're my two favourite this year. What I love most about um, my club, and just to some extent you probably could say this about um, the, the game of Australian football as well, is that, well, for starters, it's probably, the aside, I guess, from my own immediate family, it's the longest-running thread in my life. So, you know, um, I can't remember not supporting the Geelong Football Club and not watching footy. And I probably am a bit of a nostalgic person as well. So, you know, that thread now runs for probably 80 90 percent of, of of the years that i've lived that i can remember and and you know in one uninterrupted sort of arc you know i can trace back year after year after year back to when i first started supporting but also i'm a big one for history as well so what i do love is uh, the history of the game and 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 how it is such a rich history and i do like that geelong played such a a key role in the formation of the early years and and the the um, development of the sport um, in Victoria. Uh, I guess the family and the friends aspect growing up in the town is my probably my link back to the town as well. So my parents still live there, but it's my way of coming home. It's my way of being a part of it. Um, I still see people that I went to school with at games down there. So it's a bit of a connection to, um, you know, that's been a, a constant throughout my life. Um, and I love that part of it as well as it obviously, you know, evolved and is on the other hand, very different to the game that I, you know, became part of my life in the early 1990s as well. What my club could do better, I think some of the some of the off-field stuff to me feels a bit polished. Sometimes I feel that the the administration, even Chris Scott, when communicating to effectively the fan base, I think the cats use a lot of spin. And they do remind me a lot of, you know, a political party or, or whatnot. They use the same old throwaway lines. They rarely address what may or may not be an issue, whether it's an on-field or an off-field issue directly. It's it's generally, you know, sort of brushed away. They, they tend to brush away even some of our more disappointing final performances as, oh, that was a bit of an aberration or we had a pretty good season and that was just one that, you know, we're still shocked and we're not quite sure what happened. And I think a little bit of the honesty is probably missing there. Um, that frustrates me a little bit because I think people are actually up for a bit of honesty and I don't think people would actually be too upset if they said, look, we actually got that one wrong or, um, you know, we, we, we went in with a certain strategy and it didn't work or we, we took something to the AFL and they shot us down. I think because I've had such a good, a relatively good record in recent times and, and a good record definitely over the past sort of 12 years that they can probably get away with just brushing it off as, oh, well, another good year, we're a strong club and, um, you know, see you all again next year. But, yeah, for me, just just doesn't hit the mark. Yeah, I just wish they were a little bit more upfront and honest about some of those things uh, with the fan base. And I know I'm not the only one who thinks that way as well. Well, you have to say as a favourite moment for a Geelong supporter of someone of my era, I mean, there's three premierships, so um, I guess at the end of the day, those three have to go into the top tier. One of them was uh, very nerve-wracking, uh, going in with um, a lot of expectation and yet looking back on it, it was probably over very early though I didn't feel like it was over early at the time um, the second one was on a knife edge until the final two minutes and then the third one was um, I reckon a, a really underrated game actually from two great sides until three quarter time 
goal for goal sort of style. But then it was the, the you know the great old feeling of running away with it in the last. So um, they're very different. Um, and those three days, I was lucky enough to be at. The one other thing I will say is that um, the 2004 season I, was very exciting for me. I moved to Melbourne that year, and the Cats also really bounced up that year. It was just a great timing of me moving to Melbourne. Um, you know, the cat finally delivering. And I think sometimes, or, or the most exciting time as a football supporter, is not necessarily when you know you're the best and you want to have to win the flag, but when you're really progressing and you sort of think, oh, you know, what's happening here? This is looking pretty good. And um, that was certainly 2004, and, and I loved that season. And it was probably my most exciting footy season as a supporter um, for all those reasons. And um, I fondly remember that one as well. Uh, so, the Tigers, Mogs? Yep, it was a game and it exists. What is this strange world we're living in at the moment? I can't tell if we're good or bad yet. Well, I think we're all right. I think, well, considering we're on the top of the ladder, I think. Yeah. First time since I was Second. 13. Second. As in the last few weeks. Right. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. just really odd to hear people talk Jeez. about Richmond the way they are because it just doesn't sound right. And it's early days. I'm certainly not one of those Richmond fans who's like, we've got the flag in the bag. Got uh, the bag and the flag. It was so enjoyable to finally not be terrible. Yeah. Well, we're considered as a good team and people are like scared to play us, I reckon. <laughs> I know. It's weird. And um, actually, I was talking to my friend. Yes. Who's... Dad was um, not, oh, can't remember. I think it was a Hawthorne um, yeah. supporter. Yep. And he was like, apparently he was like, oh, God, versing Richmond next week. <laughs> he was like really nervous That's about it. odd. It's, it's not, yeah, we're not used to hearing that. It makes me feel good. Enjoying it while it lasts because we've been through so much rubbish. I feel like I'm like... I feel like we're the only Richmond supporters, but then there's also 95,000 <laughs> Of our closest friends. Loving it, though. Tigers, the defense is going well. Little Jackie Higgins yeah. kicking goals, <laughs> getting knocked over and kicking more goals. Um, the players who I feel like have lifted again, I feel like Georgie Costanza. Yes. And Camden McIntosh. I feel Although, like- what's that little jig that he's doing? Oh, his goal kicking this year has been great until the weekend. Yeah. Then you got the Josh Kennedy stutters. Mm, what is he trying to be like him, or is he? Oh, just... it's it's a ner- it's a mental nervous. All right, yeah. Thing and yeah. Before yeah. that, rounds one to four or whatever. Five. He was doing very well. He's kicking through the ball beautifully. It's what? really hard to read the form of some teams. Yeah. Sydney loses to Adelaide. Then uh, we lose to Adelaide. Geelong beats Port, but loses to Sydney, and Adelaide loses to Collingwood, and then beats Sydney and. Geelong beats Port, and I just can't quite work it out. And also... Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, I find it such a weird season to try and understand what's happening. Like, Essendon's in trouble, but they've beaten Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Did they beat Adelaide? Yeah, round one. Oh, so yeah, I forgot about it's that. It's really hard to get a read on things. Oh, wait. Who was out round one for Adelaide? Um, Walker might have been, but I think... I don't, I don't know. This is what we're talking about. The form is just like... Up and down, hard to read, which um, makes for an interesting season. Where's Adelaide on the ladder? I think they're eighth, but it's still really? early. Like one win here or there could send you 
from like, I don't know, third to eighth. So, give it a... F- halfway through the season, I think we'll get a better well, idea. Well, if you win, you can't go from third to eighth in a round. Well, uh, in, in a In a day. Earl, well, what if teams... That's true, actually. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> Molly about. Molly just did the math. Um, we were all bracing ourselves. Uh, there's uh, your mum who's <laughs> back from footy training doing the hair dance. She must have had a good time. Um, so, we... We thought we'd seen our last ever day grand final. Yeah. Um, we thought Richmond, I guess, owned that bit of history. Everyone yes. was getting pretty antsy and upset because it was a big announcement. Why did... And if the they announcement were just going to keep it the, Sorry. Sorry. If they were just going to keep it the same way, why did they have to <laughs> do the whole... Make uh, let's announce worried. it's like saying Richmond calls a press conference to say that we're going to keep our colours yellow and black, like older. Um, it was because I think the commission, the AFL, was meeting together to decide. Yep. And that was the end of their meeting. So, that's a good one. Look, it might only be around for a couple more years. Now, just quickly, Mogs. Mm-hmm. Day grand final, twilight or night? Or day grand final. How come? It's, I like it. I okay. I, that's the simple answer. <laughs> there you go. I, look, I, I love night footy, always have. I like twilight footy sometimes, not on Sundays. Twilight prelim was great, but the grand final, <laughs> because it really is about what you do afterwards as well. Uh, we kicked the footy... Um, after we met up in like the, the, yes. the car park. You found a beer on the ground instead of drinking it. Thanks for mentioning that. It was unopened <laughs> and I was in celebration mode. Richmond supporters. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now I've lost my words. Kicking in the, the late sunlight. Uh, then we walked down, got dinner. Now, if it was already dark when we got at the MCG... I don't think we would have felt... Because we left Richmond when it wasn't feeling that safe with you and Richie. So, we would have just had to have gone home. Sorry, Dad. Um, Random question. But do you wish you went to see Jack Rewalt with the Killers? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm I'm half and half on that one. But, nah. my, My day was perfect. Can't fault it. There's all these things you could have done. So, now nah, my day was perfect. Not changing it. Yeah, look, we've got at least another day grand final. Uh, we're going to take a break. And we're going to be back with our word fun. It's word fun time. Time for fun with words. Now, before we get into our word fun, we've got a couple of little messages from our followers. Chris Holland, or the song nerd, said, uh, and then we haven't had a pod for a couple of weeks. So, this is a few weeks back. Hearing my spoonerism was one of the highlights of my week. Oh, thanks, Chris. Uh, Thanks for sending it in. Thank you. Also, you might remember last episode, uh, we talked about crazy... Reports and suspensions. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. And there that. was a player from the WA Goldfields Football League who was reported for striking players number 3, 4, 7, 10, 13, 14, 18, 20, and the Railways Club Secretary. Well, Jono1629, or David Johnson, he hadn't done the uh, System 8 lotto for a long time, but he decided to enter those numbers. And these are the numbers that came up. 
38, 17, 7, 18, 9, 10. Supplementaries 20 and 35, which means he came in at Division 5 and won $22.15. Thanks to Les Everett and the Dad and Mog Footy Pod. We would like, uh, I don't know, maybe you could shout us a coffee. Congratulations. And lastly, uh, Brian Barish, who uh, long-time listener, and we met up with him last year when he was out in Australia, and it was fantastic. Oh, yes, and he was the one with the illegal or something? Illegal, yeah. He uh, When I, I drove him in the car, and I did an illegal... He drove him in I the car. I drove him in my car. I did an illegal U-turn, which in America is called an illegal. Or he calls it an illegal. Um, and he shared this. He said, John Carr, or John, do you remember when Mog asked me to tell you about Brian Barrish, the footballer? Well, he found an old report. This is from his coach. Barrish, when you get the ball, just put it on your boot and snap for goal. Because, let's face it, mate, if you try to run, they're going to catch you. Worst American accent in the that. history of the world. That. Quite embarrassing. Molly's going to try. I think her accent will be better because she watches a lot of American television. Bearish, when you get the ball, just put it on your boot and snap for goal. <laughs> on your boot. <laughs> because, let's face it, mate, if you try to run, they're going to catch you. You and me both said the word mate, so Australian. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can critique our American accents. I think I uh, did a little bit from each state plus... Plus it's India. Plus <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of Australia in there. So, thanks for sharing that with us, Brian. Spoonerisms. Oh, spoonerisms. Now, these have been sent to us a, a while back. Swish has shared a few with us and he's actually told us to, you know, take your tick. He thinks that the fop-sided lixtures uh, is why we're getting cop-sided lawn tests and mop-sided latches. That hurts yep. my brain. Mogs, McAlmanac. Dosh Junkley should have taken that mark. Dosh Junkley, now, that's a few weeks ago. And that chest mark he dropped in the square that maybe would have won the game against Sydney. He also said to look out for uh, Bulldog Red Itchards. Um, I like this from Giggs. Sane Shavage. Sane Shavage. Um, Carly Cherno. And from the Cheese, O one. one Terrible mopped drak by Cake Jarlisle. <laughs> mopped drak by Cake Jarlisle. Of course, that would have, you know, given the Saints a chance to beat the Giants. But uh, Have you got any dirt? Um, oh, we've got a couple more to read out. Uh, the Cheese again. Rioli pits the host. Yep, <laughs> he did. And he says that sounds painful. And lastly from Swish, he's sick of... Tat Momsen's Tum Dweets. Hello, Maddie Thompson, if you're listening from AFL Media. Do you have any? Or do I have any? I've got some. Okay, give us a spoonerism. Faying Plutty. Faying Plutty. (laughs) Hey, Molly, have you been enjoying Faying Plutty on the weekends? (laughs) Faying Plutty. Molly sounds like she's talking rubbish and then comes up with some gold. (laughs) She's Faying Plutty. And I like going to... Focho Wooty. Focho Wang Plutty. Okay. Keep your spoonerisms coming in. Mogs, do we have a spooner of the week? Can't nominate yourself. Sorry, sweetie. But you have to nominate then. 
I think okay. I should, I think I should win. Um, oh, my there, oh. saying Plutti is amazing. Oh, I think the winner this uh, week is the Cheezo one with terrible mopped drak by Cake Jarlisle. It's funny, it's hard to say, and it's got the word cake in it. So I think you go in the running for our end of year nose. prize of I think <laughs> Molly's drawing you a picture of nose. Um, and look, we planned to last year, but there will be an actual spoon, a spoon plastic but maybe spoon a plastic with a face spoon. on it. Nose. We're nearly done, Miss Mog, because you've got to go to Bedsky buys. Do you know the Russian method of working out maths problems? Um, the Russian method? What? It's called the Russian method. Yeah, do you know what I say to those people? What? Slow down. Okay. okay. Sorry, what's today. the Russian method? Okay, so basically you do... This is Molly stalling for bedtime. So you way. have 43 and 30... Okay, let's just do 42 Yep. and 34. Yep. With the 43, you halve it every Ooh. time. Going down until you get to one. So, 43. With, with, with the 30. You say 42 or 43? 42, sorry. 42, then, so 21, uh, 10, 10 and a half. No, you don't do the half bit. Just oh. 10. 10. Then 5. Five. Then, yeah, just 2, then two, 1. And one. then you <laughs> double. <laughs> what? Yeah. Then then you double. And then you... From... Okay, I'm, I'm going to do I it I think you're going to have to do this on paper and we'll share it with our listeners afterwards. I'm sure you know what you're talking about but slow down okay it's time for footy categories and the letter is I don't forget that our letters this year do have a message the first person to work that out will get our very last Datamog badge so the letter is I Mogs no wait I've got a really good idea so everyone go out into your backyard and film yourself playing footy and then we'll see who's got the best kicking style at the end send it to us the best sticking Kyle. <laughs> okay. Go. Great. Letter I. You're terrible with prizes. Something you would eat at the footy. Icy bowl. Ignorant people. Okay. Cannibalism. I like it. <laughs> Richmond Wait. supporters used to eat their own. Um, so, we've got ice cream and ignorant people. Um, oh, you didn't say icy bowl. You said ice cream. Uh, well, you could eat both, couldn't you? Um... Um, I know. Ice? In drinks? Chocolate? Ice chocolate? Can you get that at the footy? Ice chocolate? Yes. Like ice coffee. Ice coffee! Not ice chocolate. Ice chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Footy players use a lot of ice. Um. Okay, what's something a fan would wear, starting with I? Anything, if you're in New Zealand. (laughs) Anything. Apologies to our New Zealand listeners. Sorry, mate. Um, um, what would you wear something with eye? Eh, eh, eh. Melbourne supporters might have eye primus logo. I don't know. This, this is, is hard. I, I don't think I know this one. Something a footy fan would wear. I was going to send eye patch, but that's us with E. And I don't see many footy fans wearing them. In Oh. Oh. Uh, interface. Oh, voice interfaces. In, um, itchy uh, socks. Itchy socks. Itchy socks. Itchy scarf. Itchy scarf. Itchy jumpers. Itchy scarf. No, itchy scarf. That's a good one. Um, gosh, that was hard. Uh, last one. Now, did you see the Essendon fan who got into Max Gorn's face and screamed um, at I him? I showed that to you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Molly. So, what 
do you think Max Gorn said to the Bomber fan who shouted in his face after he kicked a goal, starting with I? It's your fault, mate. <laughs> what no, about- no, 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 wait. What about... Molly's putting her hand up to see. You know, I know I'm a school teacher, but you don't have to put your hand up. I know, because you know when... Um, that guy pushed Jack Higgins over. Then he got Lyndon another go. Dunn. Yeah, that guy. And then uh, he kicked the goal. Jack Rewalt turned back to him and said, "It's your fault, mate. It's your fault." Very good connection and good lip reading. Uh he might have said, "Imbecile, idiot,", idiot. Oh. or "I love you, mate." In your case, <laughs> <laughs> isn't the scoreboard looking pretty? Isn't your butt uh, smackable? <laughs> Is that beef I smell in your breath? Is that a turkey? <laughs> Ignorant. Ig- Ooh, very good. Miss Moggs, we're off. You to see have the wizard. got another game. First home game of the year uh, coming up on Sunday. I think we'll be able to then get to the Frio Richmond game. Come down if you want. I've been Dad. I've been Mog. And this has been the Dad and Mog Football Podcast Show for the fans out there listening. What? (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye. And goodbye. That's why you're listening to Dad and Mog's podcast.